how to get killer copywriting jobs on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by SEM Rush. Started in 2008 with one mission, to make online competition fair and transparent with equal opportunities for all. To find out how SEM Rush can help you compete with the big boys, go to servenomaster.com backslash SEM Rush today. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now. Then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. Last year, my favorite platform for freelance work was purchased by my least favorite, a website called Odesk, which I've always hated and was really filled with the bottom end of the market. When you're looking to pay $7 for a job, you go to Odesk and really get an inferior product. I had problems with uh, money with them. You would pay for a project and then the money would disappear and they'd be like, sorry, it's your problem, not our problem. And I always hated dealing with them. So after I dealt with Odesk two or three times a few years ago, I stopped doing business with them. And for a long time, Elance, which was really the premium place to hire freelancers is where I would hire workers. And it's also an amazing place for workers to find work. Now, Odesk bought Elance, so the bad website bought the good one and became Upwork. And now, I can tell you this, I really hate, <laughs> as best as I can say, as someone who hires people and as a freelancer, on both sides of the spectrum, people really hate to transition. The website is often down, they've made paying very, very complicated. If I wanna pay someone for a job, I have to log in three times in a row, answer multiple security questions, and go through all these jumps. And you think you've paid the person, but you actually haven't because you have to enter your password one more time. They've really made the entire process hard. And when I post a job, I there are really two types of freelancers. There are people that are premium freelancers, people like you, people listen to the show who are high quality workers, good at their job, know what they can do and can deliver something really good. And then you have a large group of freelancers who will reply to every job, even if they can't do it, and they just try to get that initial payment released before you realize they're totally unqualified. And I'm also dealing with very often bait and switch. The price at the start of the project is never the price at the end of the project. And that's something you constantly have to deal with. So someone, for example, I posted for a graphics job. I said, here's what I'm looking for. Here's the exact task. Someone responded with a bid and I accepted their bid and then they were offended. They go, how dare you suggest that my work is worth so little money? And I said, but that was your bid. You said, I'll do it for $150. And I said, okay, and you're offended. And I've run into this with Upwork on almost every single project. The only project in the last six months where I've actually hired someone, paid them, I did end up paying more than the original thing, but they also did a really, really advanced technical job. But I also know that if it had been through Elance, they would have done the whole job for the initial price. So very much it's become, there's really no great place to hire people right now because Elance is gone. The one good platform has been destroyed or replaced with a very much inferior. They basically took the worst workers in the world and the best workers in the world and merged them. And they also destroyed the ranking system. You used to be able to rank a worker. And now it simply says, what percentage of the time they finish the projects? What does that mean? Why would I ever hire someone who only finishes 70% of the jobs they get paid for? So looking at it from the hiring standpoint, I can see why People on the freelancer side, people trying to make living as a copywriter are absolutely struggling. And more and more, even people that were doing all right before getting tons of work through Elance are no longer able to find jobs. It's very hard 
for the premium customers to connect with the premium providers. So how can you find people? How can you build up your own database, your own set of clients? Now, most of my clients do not come through those types of websites. Most of my clients come through referrals, networking, connections. So let me take you through a little bit of that process. This is an advanced, very specific process for copywriters. And this can also work if you're doing freelance content writing, if you want to write books or make videos for people. But really today, I want to focus on copywriters. The first thing is you want to be friends with other copywriters. Here's what happens. I know probably 20 to 30 copywriters on a first name basis that I talk to on Skype or I talk to on Facebook at least once a year. Some of them I talk to every week. But I have a circle of friends that are all copywriters. And the highest level copywriter, I have a friend who's at least $20,000 a project to get him on the phone. What happens when someone with a $10,000 budget calls him? They say, hey buddy, I've got a $10,000 budget. He goes, oh, that's lower than what I do. What he'll then do is say, but I have a friend who charges 10. And then what happens if you approach that friend who charges 10 and your budget is $7,500? Well, he says, oh, I don't do, that's too low for me, but I have someone who do it for 5,000. And so having friends or other copywriters, they're not competition. There's so much work right now for copywriters that there's always extra work to go around. I always have more work than I can do for projects. I haven't taken on a new project in almost two months, the first time I've ever gone this long without accepting any new projects because I'm still working on stuff that I took way back in the summer. And this is how you build it. So people in my circle will come to me with projects. I'll say, oh, it's not right for me, but I know someone. And when you get into the circle of referrals, some amazing things happen. So how can you make friends with these types of people? How can you make friends and connect and network with these types of people? And there's a couple places that you can start. You know, there's groups like Facebook groups for writers and copywriters. And my friends run several groups that are pretty good where people uh, have cop posts and accept copywriting jobs all the time. And that's a good place to start, but really making connections, you want to be more than digital. See, I have people, like I said, I have close friends and faraway friends. And the faraway friends are people that I've only met online. And the close friends, the people that I will really offer jobs to are people that I met through someone in person or I met them in person. So going to actual events, going to places will allow you to connect with people. And to go to the right events, you want to look for uh, just to get started, right? To build up your network of other copywriters. It's good to go to copywriting events and there's great websites that are all about copy like Copy Blogger and Copywriting Excel. And there's other ones that are all about copywriting and when they have an event, it's something worth going to. A bunch of people I know who are really into podcasting recently went to a podcasting conference. And if you want to make friends with tons of other podcasters, that's the type of event you go to. You can start off in your area. What I would really start off doing is going to local events. And I teach a lot about this in my networking training course, you know, my full advanced course, but I want to give you some really basic, powerful stuff here. And you can start by going to local meetup events. I would go to events for PR people or for FLAX. These are people whose job it is, right, is to get people's message out into the media. They're often the people that will hire a copywriter from a company, and they're often people that will have connections, right? Because they're working for a company and they hear about a copywriting job, they have to send it to someone independent because they can't take the job. That's where I would start forming my contacts. And as you build up your circle of friends and, and they see some of your copywriting work, projects will come in and sometimes they'll work and sometimes they won't. I recently got approached for a copywriting project where the budget was so low that I actually don't know anyone who could do it. They had a budget of $2,000, but for that, they wanted someone to write the main sales video. They wanted them to write all of the upsell videos, a bunch of emails, and record and produce all of the videos. And I think they wanted live action stuff, you know, and graphics and all of those things. And I said, that's expensive. All of those different elements. I mean, I could find someone who could maybe do 
the sales letter and the upsells for that or the sales letter and some emails, but to get someone to do so much work with so many different skills, you'll never find anyone to do the job. And of course, it faded away. So sometimes you'll run into that, but projects come that way into my life every uh, few weeks at least. There's always things flowing in because I built up this network of contacts. And it starts with simply meeting other people that are also copywriters or on the same path and kind of finding out what they're charging. And so as you work your way up, right, you'll start off, maybe you'll be someone who does $197 or $297 jobs. You're doing small jobs, that's okay. You then become someone who surrounds yourself with the people that are $500 copywriters. And when they pass you a job, you'll do that job. And once you've done about 10, you've got some testimonials, you can get bigger jobs. So you don't have to go through, especially because the main platforms are kind of broken. There are people who are looking to hire people and there are people who are looking to be hired that just need help meeting each other. There's always work for copywriters. I'm not even a great copywriter. I'm just pretty good. And if you look at the link to my networking empire uh, text sales page, you can see the love of my copywriting right now. You can see what I'm capable of doing. And that is the level where people will pay me two to $5,000 for a project and more. That's really the range I'm at. I'm not a $10,000 letter copywriter yet, but hopefully I'll get there within the next 12 months. So starting out by building up your network, building up your contacts. And you can also build up contacts with people who are kind of around your industry. So you don't just need to meet other copywriters. You want to meet other people that hire copywriters, who have friends who have hire copywriters. So other people in the industry you want to work in. So figure out what type of industry do you want to work in? Do you want to do software as a service copywriting or do you want to do uh, direct marketing copywriting? Do you want to do education or healthcare? Choose your specialty. See, people who hire e-commerce copywriters, that's very different. I don't do that. If someone had a big store and wanted me to write product descriptions for every one of their products, that's not my skill set. I'm a long-form sales letter, long-form sales video and email copywriting. That's what I know how to do. But person-to-person sales, not business-to-business and not e-commerce. So Finding out your specialty means you can choose different events. You know, if you really don't want to work in like SEO copywriting, well, then you want to go to events that are for SEO conferences and you only need to go one or two conferences a year. It really focus and be very strategic and you can form the context you need. Once you start forming context, surrounding yourself with people, you will find that people want to partner up with you on projects. So you'll say, hey, let me read your letter and I'll read and you read mine and we'll kind of review each other. So you're getting people who are a little better than you. So if you're a $197 letter copywriter and you got a friend who's a 297, you review theirs, which gives them value because they get to see a second set of eyes and they review yours. And now you're getting even more value because they're a level above you. And you continue to do this because what also happens when you have a contact who's a lower level copywriter, sometimes people approach someone who knows me and they'll approach one of my friends and say, hey, we need to have a really big project and they'll realize it's above their skill level. And this happens to me sometimes. If someone comes to me and needs a $10,000 letter, I go, I'm not good enough. Let me send you to someone better. So referrals actually go uphill and downhill. Now, we also, as much as we want to turn coworkers into referrals, we also want to develop a system for turning our clients into coworkers. Every time you have a client, you want to establish a way for them to make easy referrals. All my best work comes from referrals and networking. And so the way to do that is you create a template email or an automated email that you send out that is kind of your template. So you don't have to write it from scratch every time, but you want it to be very similar because for most clients, it's always the same thing. Like, it was so great working with you on the project about X. And you put in the name of the project. It was really great working with you on that project about the fitness sales letter. I'm so glad we worked together. I'm really glad you're happy with the results. My business really depends upon referral and recommendations. I work for myself and it's all about giving a client a great experience. I'm really happy you had a great experience. And if there's ever anything more I can do for you, I'm always there for you. But it also would mean a lot to me if you know anyone or you ever run into a referral, you can send my way. Here's my contact info. 
Or you could even send them a link and say, hey, if you know someone who's interested in a copywriter and you send them and it's a link to your portfolio page, right? So back in the day when I was doing more and more of this, I had a website called jonathangreen.me. I don't own it anymore. I stopped using it because it was too silly. But I would be like jonathangreen.me and the homepage was all my referral stuff. It was all my testimonials and great things about my writing and you could see my portfolio. So you can make a simple website and say, hey, if you know anyone who, and they said, you can just give them this link. It's very valuable. And you say, thank you so much for working with you. You know, I'm so excited that your sales letter is converting at 4% or whatever that is. And this will keep you in their minds, right? You want to mention any of the positive things like, oh, I'm so glad I was able to deliver your project in less than seven days. All of those good things. Now, you can also say that as a final push, right? As a final bonus, like as because you're one of my premium customers, I always want to keep that in mind. So then, you know, every time you send me a referral, if you sent me, you know, for any referral comes in and decides to work with me, I'll give you 10% off your next project as a way of saying thank you for uh, spreading the word and helping me maintain my business. It means a lot to me and I like to reward my premium customers. So it's really simple and very valuable to have a simple template like that. And that will get people to send you lots and lots of referrals. The more actions you take to drive referrals into your life, the better. And you can use a similar template as well with other copywriters. Like, hey, if you know anyone who's looking for uh, someone on a project or just let me know, throw me any work. I can tell you right now that I hire uh, copywriters all the time. As much as I take high-level projects, I have copywriters work with me all the time and I am constantly have little projects and big projects. So I'm on both sides of the fence. Sometimes people come to me and say, hey, help me find someone to hire. So I'm on both sides of it and I have a lot of experience. And I can tell you that Copywriting is a skill. The more you develop and hone the skill, the more you can really uh, take control of your business. I was just having a very important meeting last night with one of my top clients. One of my biggest clients is someone I work with on a lot of different freelance projects. And actually, I'm working with them less and less because more and more of my own projects are growing. But I like to maintain those relationships. And we were talking about a mutual friend who developed a product about two years ago. It was actually, I built a product for, a product for someone. And they never released it because he never wrote the copy for it. He kept running into roadblocks. He tried to hire someone. The person didn't do a good job. They tried to hire someone else. Constantly trying to hire discount copywriters. And, you know, when I offered to do the job, he didn't, you know, couldn't afford my rates. He didn't want to give up a percentage, which, you know, if you can't afford the flat rate, you got to do a percentage. You got to do something. I need some, I need a taste of the action. So after all of this time, two years, right, investing thousands of dollars, he's probably meant to do between five and $10,000 in this project. It's never been released. And it's because he can't write his own copy. When you can't write copy, it's a really big limitation and it's a monster that I faced for a very long time. If you listen to some previous episodes, I've talked about how before I couldn't write copy. It was always my greatest limitation. It's one of the reasons that I worked with many, many partners over the years. And even now, I'm still trying to get better and better and better and better at copywriting. I'm not perfect. I have to constantly work to improve and I'm always going through copywriting courses and looking at ideas and reading stories to help improve my story writing skills. Because copy, so much of that is about weaving a story that people connect with. So what I want you to do is really develop a plan for building your business as a copywriter. In previous lessons, we've talked about, in the past, we talked about copywriting and finding work, about how you can get work through Fiverr, get work through the Warrior Forum and some other websites like that where you can post an ad saying, I'm a new copywriter and I'm willing to do a job in exchange for a testimonial. So you do a couple of free jobs and you say, hey, uh, here's my rate, 497 but I'm willing to do... Uh, 60% off, you know, for the first 10 people, and you start to build up a book. See, the mistake people make, and this is so classic, is when they say, hey, I want to do copywriting for you, but I don't have any examples of my work. Why would anyone hire you without anything? If you 
don't have a project, you don't have a client, write a sales letter for yourself. Write your first letter on your own, following the templates I've shared with you over and over again in the past how to do it. You have to have that initial portfolio. So when you're saying, if you say, oh, I listened to this episode and all of it's awesome, but I don't have any examples of my work. I've never written a sales letter and email for anyone else. You got to start there. Even if you don't have a client, start by creating a fake one as a demo. When I first started selling SEO, I had no clients. I made three websites, nashvilleconstruction.org, nashvillecontractor.net, and I think nashvillelimousine.org, something like that. And I made all three of them number one, and I made miniature websites that were just squeeze page websites to prove what I could do. And I tracked their rankings, and I had all these graphics to say, here's three projects I've worked on. And you can go look at the website and see them. So you can make a website that's for a client that doesn't really exist or a product that doesn't really exist. And that's okay. People can then see your work. It's not about whether or not it's real or any of those things. Here's an example of my work. And, you know, the stuff around it, making it look like a real website, that's just about a little bit of putting a website around it. That's just a little bit of sizzle. That's just adding a little something to it to make it exciting. So they go, okay, I get what's going on here. I like the look. You know, some people, uh, some copywriters I've talked to in the past, they're all about sending you a Word document as their example. They never want you to see a graphical version of their work. They're ve- they make it very clear. For some copywriters, it's very, very important that you know that they'll write the text, but they don't help with the graphics at all. It's very important and they'll say it to you five or 10 times when you're negotiating with them. If you're not like that, then people will like you more if you don't have to be annoying all the time. No one really expects their copywriters to do all the formatting. So you don't have to constantly tell people that you don't. But I, I find that low-level copywriters like to tell me that a lot. So normally, uh, if someone's hiring, you have to hire the copywriter to write it, then you hire a graphics person to convert the copy into something that looks nice. That's pretty normal, and I've, I've done that a lot in the past, especially when you're doing uh, low-ticket projects. You know, you're paying two or $300 for copy and then $203 for the graphics. So people around that range, that's what they're used to doing. If your example page, and if you look at any of my examples, right, all the examples I can show you are real live sales pages, so they all have tons of graphics. And people will respond to those more. Sometimes when people see just a letter, like here's an email that's just a big 30-page Word document that's an example of one of my projects. People don't really respond to it because guess what? That's not how the audience is going to see it anyways. So taking the time to make it look like a live page will add a lot of value to it. And you can start to present yourself in a very positive way. You want to have a strong portfolio for any field you go into. I get this question all the time. I want to do some demo articles. What should I write them about? What should I do a sales letter demo about? Here's an idea. Just find something really successful and write your own version of a sales letter for that same product. You know, you can go, here's my version of a sales letter for P90X. Fine. That's perfect, right? People can say, okay, I get it. I know that product. It's very famous. It's, you know, on Amazon, everywhere else is on TV. Here's what your sales letter would look like. And it can be very simple. Say, I did a demo one for this. The real thing is just do one about anything. The problem is not writing a sales letter for the wrong demo. The problem is that you're not doing it. Anytime you find an excuse for an action, it's going to hold you back. And I know we're kind of meandering, but I'm really trying to help you succeed as a copywriter. It's one of the fastest ways to make money online. It's one of the easiest ways to make money. And as you start building your own business, the ability to write copy will determine whether or not you control your destiny. As I said, my friend, after two years, my mutual friend, he hasn't made one penny from a project that he's invested nearly $10,000 in because he can't write his own copy. He has all of these other issues as part of the project, right? There's other problems with it. It's not the only problem, but that one simple ability, if he can write good copy on his own, the project would be live and making money now. So that limitation right there holds it back. Take action. Start taking these little steps. Don't let your lack of clients keep you from getting more clients. You can go 
to a meetup event every night for the next seven nights this week and just start making contacts. It's the same strategy I talk about when I talk about in local consulting millionaires, getting local SEO clients, getting local businesses. You go to the exact same type of events and meet all the local markers. And here's what you do, okay? Go to the local small entrepreneurs meetup group and ask each of them to let you see their website. And they'll all have terrible websites. They always do. They always have the worst looking websites in the world and they have terrible copy. And that's why their businesses are all struggling. You go, hey, why don't you let me do the copy on your website? Let me improve the, the words on your website so that it works even better. And when you make more money, make more sales, at the next meeting, you can give me a referral or you can, give, you can you know, do a testimonial for me and shoot a video saying how great I was or something. So you can actually get local people to face-to-face -face say, yeah, I'll let you do free work in exchange for a testimonial. And that's all you got to do. You can start building stuff just by taking action. You can have your first client. Yeah, it's a non-paying client, but so what? You can have your first client tonight simply by going out there and taking action. Depending upon third-party websites to provide you with work is risky because you're not in control of your destiny. All those people who are making an amazing living working for Elance and are now making nothing because their destiny was controlled by a single vendor. See, when they merged all the websites together, there's nothing, you couldn't stop it. I, as a customer, said, please don't do it. Let me keep hiring people through this website. And they said, no, we have a vision for merging all the premium workers with all the low quality workers and destroying all the records so people can't tell who they're hiring. And I don't know if the business will succeed or fail. I'm sure it's gonna probably do okay because people need the service, but the quality is definitely down to the floor. I've never heard anyone say, oh, I'm so happy with the change. Everyone I know is looking for a new alternative. So the problem is letting someone else control your destiny. If you get all of your work through a single third-party source, whether it's a website or a single referral or anything, if something happens to it and it's outside of your control, you can lose your whole business. This is why you want to diversify and build up a large network. See, I get a lot of work through referrals, but that's because I have a network around me of over 500 people that know me. It's not from a network of three people or a network of 20 people. It's very diversified. I have a lot of clients and a lot of contacts, a lot of projects that come through networking, but they don't come through the same middle person. They always come from different, different, different people. So I want you to be very proactive. And if you want to learn more about networking, Take a second and look at my page where I talk all about networking, how you can build your own networking empire. It really is the key business accelerator. There are many ways to make money online, but when you add in strong networking, you can really turbocharge your efforts. And strong networking, strong referrals, and building up your portfolio now are some of the key steps to making a killing as a copywriter. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Serve No Master podcast. Head over to servenomaster.com backslash podcasts right now to find out how you can win a free copy of my brand new book.